So on today's show, the boys from Bromma get battered, Goffenberger going down, according to Mike, and Luis Suarez makes a surprise appearance in the Al Svenskan. Sorry, what the f*** is Al Svenskan? Hello and welcome to What the Fuck is El Svenska. My name is Andy Woodfine and with me on today's show is the wonderful, the beautiful Neil Cook. Good evening, good afternoon, uh, good morning, depending on what time you're listening to our podcast, everyone. <laughs> Nailed it. And my enigmatic and fantastically talented brother, Michael Woodfine. Hey, hey. That, that good <laughs> Sweet, Swedish again, Mike. You, you're oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Going to use a different Honestly, one every week. Every week, okay. yeah. Every week. I think you sound you sounded exactly like my wife then. <laughs> That's why. It's actually, it funny, f- funny story there. When I first started learning Swedish, um, I, I started speaking like like a twenty year old uh, girl from Stockholm because that's that's that was the. <laughs> That was the only mentorship. I was working in um in a in a Nike store in Barkeby at the time. And um you had all these kids come in looking for black Air Maxes and I'd be like, Oh, that was nice. They were fiend. <laughs> and they would just be looking at me um and thinking, What the fuck is this guy on? But yeah, I, I blame my wife for that because she was the only sort of uh, mentor that I had in learning Swedish. So mm-hmm. I just seemed to copy her. So it just reminded me of that with your little hey, hey there, Mike. Loved it. <laughs> Thank you very anyway, much. welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as you can probably hear from my sexy Barry White voice. Hello. Um, I'm not on 100% form. I'm a little bit sick still. I've been uh, nice and feverish um, through with zero sympathy from Neil and Mike, of course. You know, Neil's been sending me little tiny violins in the group chat <laughs> uh, instead of actually wondering how I'm doing when I'm, you know, near on my deathbed. But I'm alive now um, with the help of some uh, far too strong cough medicine, which definitely gave me a couple of fever dreams. Um but yeah, I'm I'm back. But you'll have to forgive me if I start coughing in the middle of the episode. Um, uh, but you are in the capable hands of Neil and Mike as well today. Pray for Andy. Yeah, thank you, thank you. See, Hope so, that's Brad. the kind of sympathy that I've been wanting. I think what we can do is pray while we're playing a little tiny violins. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. God. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if I if if I ever do get actual seriously sick I, I, you are the last person i will come to for for any sort of comfort um i mean that lovingly if you need somebody to pull the plug though like oh neil's the first guy honestly yeah, yeah. yeah he wouldn't think twice. that's a whole different podcast <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway anyway let's jump into this week's uh plethora of al svenskin uh, football matches that we had to devour and consume with our eyes and ears. Um, I actually really, really loved it. I think I watched. I think I watched all eight games. Wait, eight that, games. That's commitment to the cause. That is Andy. Eight, yeah. eight games See? of football. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most of that is because I was in bed with a fever. But 
Yeah. You know, I don't know if I mentioned that before. I was quite sick. I don't know if you. Yeah. <laughs> How many times are you um, going to mention it in this uh, podcast? <laughs> I mean, we should have a ticker at the top of the screen. Like, yeah. just run in. It can't be as many times as I've heard it over the last week, mate. It can't. <laughs> Let alone poor wife. Just want a bit of love and sympathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had a great time watching the games. Um, uh, but I'm interested to hear what was your highlight of the week. And let's kick it off with Mr. Sympathy himself, Neil Cook. <laughs> That's not not particularly football related, but it, it's related to the football team that we... Well, it's not related to any of the matches as such, but it's related to a football team that Mike brought up last week. Um, Dandruff Village, or as Ooh, you Swedes call it, MLB. for number two. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mike's pick for number two. That's right. Well, what they did is they decided to drop the word Miel from their name and just start calling themselves B. Um, <laughs> and they announced this what? because they created a, uh, a sponsorship with Head and Shoulders. Um, oh, just for uh, English viewers, oh, listeners, um, Miel does mean dandruff. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly yeah. does. Um, well, to, to announce this news, they used uh, Henrik Lundqvist, which is like a Swedish god, um, but he plays that all um, hail. Yeah, slightly odd sport of ice hockey um, plays, or played uh, for the New York Rangers. Uh, so they chucked him in a, 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 a football shirt. And they'd taken the word Miel off of it. And this Henrik Lundqvist, he's also like in every Head and Shoulders advert in Sweden. Um, he's and they, missed they just the Head and this, Shoulders. This massive, uh, this massive news. But, and there's a big but, it turned out to be an April Fool's prank. Oh, um, no. I, I just thought it was brilliant that we talked about it last week. <laughs> and then like a day or so later. Do you think they were inspired by us? They'd I think they've to definitely you. listened and gone. I mean, it's not far off, surely. <laughs> surely. I mean, what, what the, look at the timeline of events. We release our episode. We name Mielby Dandruff FC. Mm. And then they do this April Fool's prank with head and shoulders. I mean, mm. I want my royalties, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want my royalties. I mean, I, I, do you know, when you started telling the story, I was like, mm, this sounds a bit too good to be true. Yeah. Um, but I was praying and hoping that it was going to be true. So mm-hmm. a bit disappointing that's an April Fool's joke, but fair play. Well played, guys. Yeah. One of the better ones because um, some of the April Fool's pranks are just getting ridiculous now. But uh, uh, Mike, what was your highlight of the week? Uh, my highlight of the week would have been is it, well, a goal. Um, and it's Alexander Johansson's beautifully half-arsed volley versus Varberry Boys for Mielby. Like he just Ooh, hit it up in the yes. air with with no conviction whatsoever, and the the whole uh, Vardberry backline was just looking at it. The keeper was looking at it, dropped in the net. Just yeah, beautifully. It, uh, it was one passed. of the most underwhelming goals that mm. could have been one of the most overwhelmingly good goals that I've ever seen. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of those Morton Gamps Pedersen goals for Blackburn. <laughs> um, just a bit shitter. Fifteen years ago, yeah. Where he just hits it up in the air and it dips in the net somehow. But this mm. was this was that. But uh, yeah. But, but it's the only time I've ever seen a keeper get lobbed standing on the line. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's possible, but it's it's happened. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, it just defied defied any sort of logic. That goal, I was watching it, and yeah, it just didn't make sense. It felt like there was like a glitch. It was a, it was such a FIFA glitch. It just felt like the key point. What about you, Andy? What was your highlight? My highlight of the week? Well, 
I found it quite interesting. First of all, I was surprised how many teams in the Elsvenskan didn't have the players' names on the back of the kit, <laughs> which for someone who's new to watching Elsvenskan is incredibly frustrating mm. uh, because I just keep calling players by their number. Um, yeah. Feels like we're in the seventies. Yeah, literally, Corpen game was like, "Oh, watch out! Yeah, watch out for number eight. I had no idea who they are. So that was really weird. And then yeah. I noticed a weird trend that, and. I'm 99% sure this is correct now. This is the amount of, of, of research I've done on this particular statistic is that no team that didn't have their names on the back of the shirt beat a team that did have their names on the back of a shirt. Mm. And I think that's quite an interesting stat because, I mean, nothing says we don't deserve to be here, like not having your own <laughs> player's name on the back of the shirt. I mean, come on. How low do you have to value your team playing in the premier division of Swedish football? And you're like, oh, show me my shirt. Do, do they have to submit squad numbers like in the Premier League at the start of the year? Or do they rotate shirt numbers week to week? No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have to they, submit because, yeah, they must I mean, it wasn't like they played classic 1 through 11 numbers. Mm, no. There were some odd numbers in there. One kid had like number 47 or something. Yeah. So, you know, they've obviously just decided and I, it doesn't make I, sense. But I spent the first half of um, the the match of the week, Jurgård uh, and Beerpeer, thinking that there are an awful lot of um, people called Yale Dorman in Sweden. <laughs> I was like every time I was like, "Oh, that number eight's quite good. What's his name? Yale Dorman." I was like, "Oh, that's a strange name." And then the next person would get the ball. I'd be like, "Hold on a minute, something going wrong here." Oh, it's Yale Dorman again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a bit like watching uh, the the nineteen ninety eight World Cup when Romania decided to dye their hair blonde, mm. and so so you couldn't oh. tell the difference between any of the players. It was, it was that sort of vibe Absolute for me. legendary one. That was Dan Protescu and all that, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it was a good team, but you didn't know who was who. And it was the same. It's the same watching. Because, like, especially Bromma Poikino, because it was a particularly Swedish team, if we if we want to say that. Um, so, um, for sure. So, yeah, it was very similar looking people, all with the same name. So, it didn't make any sense. It actually, actually really annoyed me. So, if any of these clubs are listening, which obviously not, but... You know, one day when we get enough clout in Sweden to be able to enforce rules, I mean, please put everybody's name on the back of the shirt, just for my sake. Um, I mean, I think it's too confusing. With a marker pen and just write them on if they want. For free. Yeah, do it. Oh, really? You're offering your services? Oh, yeah, totally. That's big of you, man. I also think it'll give them like, you know, you know, like FIFA, you get like when players develop, I reckon they'll get like at least plus five points on all their stats if they get their name on the back. Mm. And it might make Bromma Port kind of slightly competitive this year because, um, yeah. yeah, they did. They didn't look great. Let's uh, let's jump into that aforementioned match, the Jurgården Bromma Poikina spectacular uh, extravaganza that you two idiots chose for us to watch as our first ever game uh, <laughs> of like reviewing Al Svenskan. Cheers for that. I'll never forgive you because, I mean, it it was tough to watch. So. Uh, I set you guys a little challenge, and I want you to sum up Jurgård and Bromopoikina in 10 words or less. And let's start with Mike. Okay, I've gone for brave Bromma boys eaten alive in the animal park. (laughs) 
God, you've gone really dark on us in in that mic. Yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. That's, that's, that's really, I mean, Jesus. That's, I mean, that could be a headline in any newspaper, couldn't it? Yeah, Duggan's near here to get hold of me. I can do headlines. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Copywriter Mike. Uh, yeah. Neil beat that. Um, I went for a much simpler version. And I, after Mike's, I feel like I need to go back to the drawing board. I, I feel really underprepared. Um, my, my my ten words or less was not game of the week. <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> and 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 I, and I can add in a couple yeah. more words because I think I've got space. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Can't argue with that. Well, yep. yeah. I mean, I think both of them are absolutely fantastic, and they exceeded my expectations. So <laughs> great job on the yeah. on the. Thanks. At least least something went right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, In all seriousness, though, um, yeah, what takeaways do we have from this? uh, Yeah, visual spectacular. Well, seeing the build-up on Discovery Plus, right, just before the game started, nothing to do with the actual match, but they did a little um, segment on Discovery Plus about Euro Gordon's old stadium, start which is called Stadium, Stadium. Um, Of course. And just I was thinking of how great it would be to see a match at that stadium it looks amazing like it's the the, the old olympic stadium oh you know? yeah that's correct yeah or I, I the only thing i know about that is that um it might not even happen anymore is that summer burst happens there or happened there and that was um something that my current wife went to and that is a concert with random musicians <laughs> that, that's yeah. the only thing i know about that place and that it's near mm. the university that's that's pretty much it but it looks yeah. pretty cool i have seen pictures of it it looks and i agree they i think mm. they would have been better off staying in that arena because it's cool as hell Oh, totally yeah, yeah yeah other takes from it where uh, mike's mvp was playing wasn't he oh uh, edverson yeah edverson or his pick for mvp this season um so i kept mm. a little bit of an eye on him um, I, I thought he, he chased a ball down at one point, and it really looked like he was running through mud when he was chasing it down. So I thought I thought he was very dangerous. I thought he looked very. Uh, I mean, he was playing quite narrow compared to Vikheim on the other side. Yeah, and I mean, he had a few chances where the ball was like pulled back to him or passed mm. him across the box, and he went on his right foot, and it was just okay. the wrong choice both times. If he was a little bit stronger on his left, he could have scored a few. I mean. In the build-up for the first goal, I think he had a shot there, which got rebounded. But I don't know if this whole like inverted wingers phenomenon, you know, that's going in the Premiership, like every Premiership team plays left-footed player on the right, right yeah. player on the left. If he was playing on the left, I think he would get a lot more opportunities to score. And he did look dangerous. Was he was the in same. the right areas, mm. but just it just. He was choosing the wrong he, foot every time. He, he, for me, he gave a bit of a, a dollar store Kulisewski vibe about him. <laughs> like, not particularly quick, had a bit of a trick sort of thing. Strong. But, yeah. But I also want to add, I probably wouldn't say it to his face because he looked like a mean fella. He looked like he, he, he'd be up for a <laughs> He's pub a bit brawl. Unit, isn't he? I also think he'd be great on if he if he if he applied to Paradise Hotel, he would be like the first <laughs> first person to. For our English listeners, it's a bit like um, like Jersey Shore meets Big Brother. Um, mm. It's like it's like Love Island, yeah. 
Yeah. Love Island. That's the one. Now he's yeah. a, he's a he's a he's a big fella. He's one of those guys that you'd see when you play Sunday League, who would turn up to the match still pissed from the night before and just go around smashing people. He'd probably score yeah. about four goals and then go for a cigarette yeah. at half time. He um he look he, he looks he looks decent though. I mean, yeah. pace is probably not his best attribute. Yeah. His but, best um, attribute was his tan in in like <laughs> at the end of Swedish winter. Because yeah. <laughs> that like I'm not, I don't know how he's I don't know <laughs> like how he's managed to get that tan at this time of year. But gee, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's done a good job. He's done a good job. Tell That's, me you went to Thailand without telling me you went to Thailand. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is uh, that is some yep. top quality punditry right there, Neil. His yeah, it's not not particularly statically accurate, maybe, but um, yeah, that's what I know. Statically, there. love it. Statistically, statistically. Do you also find that your English is getting worse the longer you live in Sweden? Yeah, you you. I find that you um you dumb down your English, not because Swedes are dumb; their English is excellent. But of course, you can't speak with your full vocabulary, and then if you do that yeah. for fourteen years, your vocabulary like just dies a death, unfortunately. I feel like I've lost my accent a little bit. You lost your hard East End accent, did you, Mike? Or oh, geezer? I didn't realize Fleet had an accent. If I'm honest with you, <laughs> <the most. laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, back to this um uh, incredible game. Um, what did you guys make of the fans? First of all, the Eurogordon fans, and then we can pour one out for the 42 Bromma Poikina fans that <sighs> managed to show up. I felt so sorry for those fans. Like it was, I mean, there were so many Eurogordon fans creating a great atmosphere all around the stadium. And then the camera would occasionally put like uh, cut down to the Bromma Poikina fans. And there's like 20 of them. And one thing about them is they were all really spread out, which I just, it just didn't make much sense to me. The fact that like, there, there's like, there's maybe, okay, let's say, let's be nice. There were 50 of them and they were all sat in different areas. And it's like, wait, mate, if there are 50 yeah. of you all come together, but it, I mean, yeah. it, it could be a very like Swedish thing to just keep the little distance between you and your fellow fans. You can't you can't sit next to someone on the tube, mate. Let alone if there's four hundred seats in a stadium to choose from. Yeah, or it's like, oh, uh, well, we are row twelve, seat five. So uh, this is where we sit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's follow the rules. But Bromma Poikener is is a strange team, isn't it? Because yeah. Bromma Poikener is is the club that produces players um, for mm. every Division Seven and Six team in Stockholm. Um, mm. because whenever I've played in that division, it's, it's Bromma Poikina players that I'm playing against. Um, so therefore, mm. like obviously their top team has made it to the Allersvenskan, which is fantastic, but it is effectively like just a really massive youth team. Yeah. Like, it's a feeder yeah. club for Euro Gordon as well. Um, they recently yeah. signed both, uh, Bergvel brothers, okay. Tio and Lucas. Uh, I think Lucas, uh, 17, he came on in the second half and he's someone that, mm. A lot of Swedish fans are very excited about. And yeah, okay. he, he, he looked good for 17. It is a weird thing to have a team in the top division that is effectively a feeder club for the entire division, basically. Because mm -hmm. you, you just, you know, they're not going to be there for long. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's why they keep yo yoing up and down. But I mean, like, like we said last week, um, it's technically a derby, right? Bromma is, is what, half an mm. hour down the road. Yeah. I just, mm. I mean, there must be there must be more players that show up. Surely they could have put on a bus for all the youth teams and taken them to the game. 
Because, um, I mean, half the fans that were in the Bromfoyken end were kids, uh, it looked like. Mm. And it, look, it looked like every match you would, like, say you were a parent and you went to watch your kid play at the weekend, it, it looked like every match that you would see on your local football pitch where there would be a few parents and a few brothers and sisters watching their sibling mm. or daughter or son play play football. That's what it looked like in the crowd for the Bromwell Boykin end. And this was the first yeah. game of a new season playing mm, yeah. against a local rival and like 40-odd right. fans stand up. Mm. Standout player. Who was yours, Neil? Um, uh, the Jurgen captain, uh, Magnus uh, Eriksson. Um, oh, the bald Pirlo, I'm calling him. Mm. Wow, well, you've, you've nipped my point there, but one of the reasons he was my man of the match is because he'd obviously taken style tips from both me and Andy. Bald head, <laughs> bald head and beard, apart from mm. now, because I've tried to look younger, of course, um, by shaving off. But uh, in general, bald head and beard. So I was mm. like, okay, you get extra. You already start on three points out of 10 just, <laughs> just for turning up like that. Um, but actually, I thought he had more drive in him than anyone else. Um, he was unreal. Uh, yeah, it was just better. Yeah. It was just the best. I, I think often my man of the match in whatever game is one of the central midfielders because I think that's where games are won and lost. Um, and 100%. he and he drove that team forward. Yeah, so him. and he looked like he was playing at fifty percent as well. Like he didn't even he didn't look like he was breaking a sweat. He was uh, nah. so controlled and effortless. Yeah, he's had an interesting career actually. Um, yeah, at the beginning of his career, he played his way up from Super Etan to Svenskan. And then he was playing in places like Ghent in Belgium, China, Denmark. And um, he was at the San Jose Earthquakes recently until Ooh, 2020. Wow. Yeah. And also his first Swedish cap came in 2014 um, when I think he was playing for Melmo when he was a winger, okay. well, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> and um, then he had to wait until 2021 for his second cap. And now he's on, now he's on about four caps. And I think he's probably with finish out to play in that. Um, in the in the midfield for the Swedish national team. I mean, he looked a great player. Jan there, he loves picking people who play in the Allsvenskan for the national team, doesn't he? Mm. Jens Lisk has just is down the pecking order once again. Well, I mean, he only plays in the French top division. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest that Sweden centre mid is a place of weakness for them as well. Mm. So. Very much so. Yeah. They're still picking Christopher Olsen okay. some, somehow. And, you know, he's only playing there because he's got a headband. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that helps too <laughs> speaking of headbands the one Bromma Poikin player that I did sort of notice and I, I don't know his name um, mm. because he didn't have his name in the back but it was it was the fellow with the headband um, Pettersson I think uh, oh was that it he was he, he looked decent he looked at least like he, he was you know he was exciting and tried to get the ball and tried to drive forward but Mange, mm. Magnus Eriksson that guy honestly dominant mm. Thought he was class, to be honest. Like Bromma's best player, if they, if you could actually say one, would have been their number six, um, Gustav Strandberg oh, Magnussen. Yeah. But the thing with him, right, is he's incredibly cricket. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain this, but he's like he's just not a football player. There's something very jarring watching him play football. He looks like a cricketer. Um, like he seems like a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, he's, but it would make a lot more sense if he was something like the, the number two Belgian tennis player or like <laughs> Norway's most famous downhill skier. He did not seem in any way like a football player. Are, are you uh, saying his upbringing has been a little bit too convenient 
looked it. Looked it. Looked it. But no, he just just the way he moved. Very cricket. Very cricket. I hear you. And he was the least intimidating person on that entire pitch, but he's still he was like a public schoolboy that's had a few too many drinks with the rugby team and he's gone up and he you know, he knows that everyone's got his back, so he gives it all the mouth. But he he, he looked hilarious and he was kind of decent on the ball actually, to be fair, but he just mm. he just looked a little bit He was only one he was only one in that team really doing much. I think he had that he flicked on the header for their goal. Uh but that's about it. That's about, about all it. Yeah. all the highlights of Brahma there. Yeah. Who was your man of the match then, Andy? Did you have anyone else or you Well, I liked uh I actually liked the look of um Oliver Berg. Um <laughs> I think he looked classy. Yes. Mr. Black Boots. He's got this amazing like English dinner lady tribute haircut. <laughs> I'm going to frantically Google Oliver Berg now. Hold on, I need to... He was sort of playing as their striker, False Nine. It's The hair was so English dinner lady. I, I hear you. I mean, you're speaking nothing but truth. <laughs> he was... Um, but he, look, he was classy. And I mean, blacked out boots, that's the new... Mm. That's the new mercurials, isn't it? It's the new white boots from our era. Mm. Um, now everyone that wears blacked out boots, they're the ones that mean business. So when I first saw him, I knew I knew it was over for BP straight away. Mm. Did you Google him, Neil? I, I did Google him. There's some interesting pictures. And some of them, he looks like a very happy dinner lady. <laughs> and some of them, he looks like a very upset dinner lady. But, um, Pretty much dinner yeah. ladies all over. Yeah. There you go. But I think apart from him, my favorite my favorite moment of the game, if we're going to wrap it up and move, and move on, because I think, yeah, we don't want to spend the entire podcast talking about Brahma getting absolutely battered. But my favorite moment was at the end of the game um, where you, Gordon, they went and celebrated with their fans and, you know, started singing with their fans. And old Captain Fantastic Mag- um, Magnus Eriksson came, came over and he picked up one of the BP players from the crowd and went and let them join in and celebrate with him. Um, oh wait, no, that was his son. It wasn't actually one of the Brom players. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he definitely let them join in. Mm. Um, and honestly, his son probably does play for Brom Vojkina, but it was it was a nice moment. They were singing, and they did this little chant thing at the end, which I think was quite cool. And yeah, the Eurogordon fans, yeah, they impressed me. They were they yeah, were decent. Nice connection between the team and the fans. Seems. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very um, much. My so. player of the match was um, uh, Findel, Hampus Findel. Scored two goals. Um, very, looks very much like the Disney version of Emil Kraft. You know, it, it's like Emil Kraft's been put through some sort of filter. They, they looked so similar. Um, but anyway, yeah, he had two goals, two key passes, three tackles, four shots on target. He was involved in a lot. And he's going straight into my fantasy team. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk about fantasy teams later on. It's um, it wasn't our proudest moment this week, guys. But uh, nice. Um, but yeah. So to summarize, we watched the Bromo Pokina Urugoda match. Um, I think it's safe to say that all of us want to change our predictions and put Bromo Pokina as being relegated after that game. Um, they got to do a lot more to stay in the division this year. A lot more, and none of us tipped them to go down. Right, so let's wrap up the rest of the week's games. Um, starting off with my tipped champions, Malmo versus Kalmar. Neil, you had some extra eyes on this game. What were your biggest takeaways? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so one one thing I really noticed from the game. Well, first of all, the score Malmo won one nil. Quite important information for everyone. So <laughs> I thought, um, yeah, I thought uh, Kalmar's goalkeeper was excellent. Like, yes, just a different level of goalkeeping from that fellow compared to what I saw from the rest of the league. Like Ricardo Friedrich sounds a bit German that surname, doesn't it? But um, yeah, no, just like excellent, like really good goalkeeper. Like he did. There was at one point he did like a he. He came out of his uh, box to do a clearance with his head, like headed the ball. And one of my main gropes about centre backs is that they don't ever like target their cleared headers, so they'll just try and get it as far as possible instead of Ooh. having like someone to aim for. Special. Mm. Eric oh, yeah. Dyer, yeah, he's one of those. <laughs> He'll just nut the ball as far as possible. But anyway, back to Swedish football. But this goalkeeper, he comes out forty yards out, like under quite a lot of pressure. And just like a nice little header down to his centre mid. It's like, mm. Jesus Christ, you could teach like a lot of the Premier League centre backs well, how to do a clearing Fabianski header. Fabianski for Isak's goal this week. This, uh, was it this week? Was it? Oh, was yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Fabianski just kind of chested it to Isak instead of heading it anywhere. Oh, okay. Isak yeah, no. just volleyed it in 40 yards. Uh, Good finish. Yeah, but I thought the goalkeeper was excellent. I also, my other point of the game was basically that. You know, Rayovic, he was the Kalamar forward, like the big fella. Mm. Um, he uh, he berated a lot of his teammates about not passing when they're in really good, like, counter-attacking yes. positions. Yes. Like, like a simple sort mm. of Pep Guardiola pass across the box, tapping at the back post goal would have been valid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? And he was blasting his teammates for not passing when they're in good positions. So what happens a few minutes later after he's blasted them four or five times? Well, he's through on goal. He's got a teammate over to the left. He can lay over a pass to. Mm. Like, just two on one against the goalkeeper. And what does he do? Absolutely blasts it a mile <laughs> over the bar. Absolute nightmare he's had right there. And I just, I just like, really dislike those sort of players that are just... He's come across mm. as just super selfish. Alexi Sanchez flashbacks. Yeah, there you go. I say that it's going to jump on the back nail. The Kalmar goalie was a different class. I think he won uh, yeah. goalkeeper of the year last season, Al Svenskan, and you could tell he was just levels above some of the because some of the goalkeeping we saw this weekend, guys, was absolutely diabolical. Um, yeah. I, I thought the goalkeeping level would be a lot higher. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I did like the look of the Eurogordon keeper. Um, not for anything he did. But maybe just his look. <laughs> he looked like um like a Petacek Aaron Ramsdale crossover. The long, sort of busy arms of Ramsdale and the all actionness of him and yeah. uh, and the helmet of Czech. Oh yeah. Classic yeah. Petacek helmet. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about goalkeepers, did anyone see the weird half time interview during the Ewer Gordon BP match? Like one thing, doing a half time interview with a player oh, is yeah, very is... bizarre. But they look so with... sad. It's so weird, yeah. and th- and they've done it with a goalkeeper that's put in a couple of very average saves, and he's been like, like mm. I don't know, they've really complimented on this, but he's also let in two goals. So his team's losing two nil, and he's got to give a half time interview. And one of the questions was, "You've you've had a good half. How do you feel?" It's like, what are you doing? Oh man, uh, I'll never get half time weird... interviews. Mm. I mean, with it's the manager, fine, but mm. like. Could you imagine someone interviewing mm. you at half time when you're losing two nil on in front yeah. of thousands and thousands of people? 
and you're supposed yeah. to give like you've got to be getting information you got to right. you got to be in the in the dressing room understanding what you got to do for the second half yeah. not standing there talking to discovery plus about <laughs> how you missed two balls going right past you and yeah. it's, it's yeah. very bizarre very bizarre setup but there you mm-hmm. go uh, another thing on the on the Malmo match was um, Henrik Rydström, the Malmo manager, setting up with some sort of chaos formation. Yes, um, there was. I looked, I looked into it. They, they had one centre back playing uh, in the back three. The other people in the back three were a right back and a left back. The two wing backs um, were wingers, who then also Nanasi was one of them, but he was playing mostly as a number ten. It seemed like an inside number ten with another number ten. Uh, it was complete chaos formation, and I loved it. Um, I loved it. Very reminiscent of like Bielsa sort of style. One hundred percent. That's what. No. That's what getting your tactics from Twitter will do for you, though, yes. isn't it? <laughs> oh, he's a hundred percent, hundred percent done it. But Malmo are going to be really fun to watch this year because they were so fluid, mm. um, and they got some mm. technically very good players as well to to actually pull mm. this off. Um, how composed was Hugo Larson, by the way? Oh, mate. How Hugo composed Larson. was he? He was. He, was he looked under absolutely no pressure for the whole game. Uh, he was a. Yes. Yeah, at such a young age as well. He's yeah. He's going to be a player. Yeah, there's definitely levels to this thing, and he. Uh, you can tell he's got it. He's just got it. But Malmo are going to be fun to watch, and I think um, yeah, they're they're one of the few teams that um, I think are going to be fun to watch every week because it's just going to be chaotic. And um, yeah, that comes from the manager down to the players and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a ride. Right, let's crack on to the next game, Hammerby Degerfors. Um, this is a game that I definitely had an extra eye on. Um, first of all, the Hammerby crowd is absolutely unbelievable. They had 30,941 people. the best attended Alsvenska match post-COVID. And to top that off, they had the most boss of all TIFOs that I've ever seen. Oh, Kenta. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, somebody commented it looked like Jimmy Savile. It, it did look like a Jimmy Savile TIFO. <laughs> but you know don't check don't check that reference hammer fans but um it was it was epic and the sound was unreal um mm. but my the funniest thing was when they announced these um attendance uh, numbers mm. they was they were in on the crowd obviously and they zoomed in on this one guy on live tv with his finger so far up his nose he was touching brain i swear to god Wow. And he was having a proper dig, not just a little scratch. And I was like, mm. guys, I mean, great camera work. Well played. Mm. But yeah, it was... Uh, one, one thing I've learned from, um, from Hammerby fans is that they're obsessed with the color green. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking this fan, he was just after a bit more green in his life. Yeah. <laughs> just after a bit more green. His t-shirt so was, was too like white, and he just wanted to. Yeah, he just thought, oh, I need bit. some green. Yeah. I need some green. I've got, I've got an acquaintance that um, has painted his house green, bought a green car. Oh. It's like, wow, this dude was like, right, I need to do my bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what he's done. Oh, right up no. his nose. Green, green, green. <laughs> but I mean, jokes aside, it was uh, it was a really good game. I thought Hammerby looked really, really sharp. Um, that Bestra, what a player! Um, mm. He was silky, a, silky, silky. He was he was mm. the sort of the Ericsson 
comparison uh, from Jurgård and he just he just looked different level he was just kind of like eloping around the park everything he touched was was fantastic although he did i think he gave the ball away to the Degerfors goal but apart from that he was he was class and his finish for the goal his goal was unreal but um how did Simon get on oh Simon Beach no, Simon Tacky Oh, Techie. I thought you were talking about Simon Strand. Test- his middle name was, his middle name was oh, Simon. Yes. I decided that I'd techie. call him Simon from now yes. on. Testafeldet, oh. Testafeld, I think. Testafeldet? Testafeldet. No, Simon. We'll just go Simon. with Simon. He was, he was unreal again. He was he was dancing yeah. around the park. He, he His his techers is, mm. is, is really good. I think Hammerby actually have a really exciting um, mm. midfield now uh, with those two guys. Um, there's definitely a lot of creativity there. Um, but Derek and Forch, they gave it. They gave it a good shout. They were, they were, they were flying into the tackles. You could tell mm. that their manager just said, "Right, every time Bezra gets the ball, kick mm. a lump out of him." Um, and they got this little Rottweiler, uh, Campos, who looks like a decent player. This motherfucker took a bite out of the Hammerby centre back's arm at Catullus. a corner. Yeah, I mean. How Luis Suarez can you possibly get? I reckon in his bedroom at home, yeah. Campos just has shrines to Luis Suarez because <laughs> there's no other person whose playbook you're taking that out of. Yeah. I mean, what was he thinking? But you know, you know how the um, I said earlier there was a dollar store Kulisewski playing. Mm. Like, yeah, I think that was a dollar store Luis Suarez bite. It, it reminded me of when you like have a, a little puppy mm. and they sort of half pretend to bite on your yeah. hand a little yeah. bit. And that, that, I mean, it was the, I don't know what, I think he regretted it halfway through yeah. doing it. And yeah. sort of, it was the weirdest thing to see. It was so it was odd. very bizarre. And nobody did anything about it. It was, uh, I was, I was expecting all to kick off then, but no, it was um, pretty calm. It's another thing with VAR as well. That wouldn't have been picked up um, because there's no VAR. If it was VAR yeah. sending off, but, also, then another five minute wait. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. worth it. Yeah, not worth it. Definitely. Um, also, on Digger Forest, they they it looked like they were committing a lot of fouls when I was watching. They looked very intense um, in their in their pressing play, but they only committed eleven fouls. But five of them were from the same player. Yeah. He only got booked on his fourth foul. Yeah, um, Pavlovich. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Number forty-seven. Mm. He was he was flying around the park. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm. they look. They look, I think Degerfors should be fine. Actually, I think you know I've reevaluated almost all my predictions for relegation <laughs> this week because they looked. They, they look good. They 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 got enough compared to Bromberpoiken. It feels like so. We'll see. Mm. Right, Mike. No shopping yes. serious. No shopping serious. Uh, this was a good game. I actually I, I enjoyed this. At the same time, it was uh, West Ham Southampton, and I was actually really glad I wasn't watching that absolute misery fest of a match instead i was watching nor sherping sirius and uh no it was it was a good game i mean uh sirius had had a few really like technical players like uh they had tashrik matthews you know former Borussia dortmund uh prodigy he's mm. playing there he needs to really bulk up a little bit to to actually have some impact but he had some good touches um also for sirius Joachim person the their striker um like twice in the first half, he had four players around him in the box and he managed to find space. Um, nice. It's a really good sign. I think he's quite young, maybe just 20. 
Um, he kept the ball alive, nice touch. Because that's the hardest skill to master, and that's the mm. difference I found watching games this weekend um, in Alsvenskan versus in the Premier League is play in tight spaces. That's yeah. where you can tell the level change. Um, yeah. But yeah, if he's if he's got that about him already, that's that's a great sign. Hey, he he looks a he looks a good prospect. Um, also for yeah, the, the result was one one. North Sherping probably would have felt like they should have done a little bit better. They had a they had quite a decent team out there. They had free headbands, um, Ooh, so put some nice. up at the highest level of headbands per player this week. I was going to say that um, must be the top level of headbands for the week. Yeah, actually, they had a guy. Um, I think he was their right back, Ead, number twenty. Um, he had like a full on thick, like sort of tennis player headband going on there. Uh, Rafael um, Nadal special. Oh yeah, but like a, even thicker than Nadal, it was it was insane. Um, um, yeah, but uh, also Arnor Arnor Sigurdsson is playing for um, North Sherping, and he he was probably my player of the match. Really, really mm. tidy player. Um, he's on loan from CSKA Moscow um, because FIFA oh. allowed Russian players, well, not Russian players, players playing in Russia to leave Russia. So he's there on loan till the summer, and it, his future's kind of up in air. He might. Like uh, continue to the end of the season, or he might have to leave at the beginning of the transfer window. Who knows? But he's a really important player for them. A very tidy, great technique. Um, yeah, so that's what I say about them. I think both of these teams probably going to finish mid table. Uh, but it was a nice game. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to put my vote on Nor Sherping's Tifo as the best of the week, even I, though Andy said something else. Mate, I or, couldn't understand yeah. it. I, I don't. I don't understand how they've done it. It's what it's a, Ray Mysterio is reading a newspaper. It's <laughs> bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's brilliant. For for anyone that hasn't seen it, look on our Instagram. We've put the picture up uh, of quite a few tifos. But for me, the Norshaping one wins. I don't. I don't have any idea how they've managed to do it, but it's brilliant. It, it was pretty special. My the one yeah. that wasn't necessarily my favorite, but the one that freaked me out uh, because. I, I thought it was a fever dream because I was sick. Remember, I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> um, uh, was the was it was it the Gothenburg one with the with the with the animals and stuff? Mm. What was that? That was so weird. Mm. It was like it was so fella, weird. I think he was in a hammer kit. He was missing an arm and leg on sitting on top of the car. It was a lion. Yeah. There was a yeah. carcass of some sort. Sorry, someone's going to have to explain that to me because that yeah. that really tripped me out there's a there's mm. like a lion eating a monkey dressed in a football shirt and then a farmer praying to god yeah is oh, that like, know, is that like a malmo scarf tears coming out of his eyes as well it, i don't know oh my god it's uh, it's it's, it's fair, really bizarre we're gonna need some backstory so if anybody mm. was in charge yeah. of making that tifo or can explain it to us please slide into our dms mm. give us some context yeah. so moving on Gothenburg Vernemer. <laughs> uh, I've really got very little to say about this game. I wanna, I wanna. Like Mike's just given a really good in-depth review of a game, <laughs> and and I've got nothing to go on because this game was terrible, yeah. just damn right awful. Like the only thing that saves our game of the week being Jurgen and Bromer Poikner is that this game existed. Yeah, <laughs> because it was, it was, it was dreadful. Uh, what happened in this game? Well, nothing. Marcus Mountain, <laughs> our friend Marcus Mountain, yeah, oh, Marcus Berg. former Malmo legend, playing for Gothenburg now. Um, he scored an own goal. 
that's what happened in the 90th minute and that was it so Venomo won one nil against Gothenburg which does mean that Mike's prediction of Gothenburg going down is currently valid it's looking good it's looking good but what what I gotta say is your star player scoring a stupid own goal in the 91st minute of a match is pure relegation form like that's true like they're going down they are going down yeah yeah yeah, Mike, you 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 checked out the Halmstad the uh, call match, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, that was a it was a nice match actually. Um, apart from the fact that I think Andy saw this as well. Um, like yeah. ten minutes in, they started taking out these giant spikes out the ground. Mate, um, what? it was absolutely unreal. It was one of the weirdest moments from this whole weekend. What spikes? What do you mean spikes? So they they did a advertising in the middle of in the center circle in the beginning of the game. And they held it down with these big old, you know, like you pitch a tent and put spikes in to keep the tent from blowing away. Mm. Um, and when they, 10 minutes into the game, they started finding spikes because they didn't take them out when they took away the advertising. And I mean, just, it was, it was apps. It was like seeing blades. It was like being in London. Like, honestly, everyone was, <laughs> was pulling up these spikes from the middle of the, of, of the football pitch. It was, it was, it was quite shocking. Um, mm. And then, I, I sort of looked into it because I wanted to see what was there beforehand, and it was um, it was advertising from a building company, a local building company in Helmstad, mm. and on their website they pride themselves in having a great working environment that is safe and uses resources effectively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, that's not the advertising that you wanted. No. A building company that leaves spikes everywhere. Jeez, oh, mm-hmm. absolutely that's crazy. Unreal. That- that's weirdly amateur, isn't it? Yeah, it was... but apart from that, it was a good game. It was a yeah. There was the low winter sun hanging over the back of the Helmstad Stadium. Nice little stadium. Um, like AIK were, uh, they were alright. Um, Fesah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Fesahasi or Fes Fesahasi Anyway, he's a he a young player getting his debut in Alsvenskan and for AIK. He sort of he was AOK's best player. hundred um, oh, percent. They've they've just tied him down. They've just tied him down to a new contract in twenty twenty seven now. Mm. It looks yeah, promising. He's got a Chelsea length contract on that. <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, also in that game, Goodietti, um uh Neil's pick for MVP came on for Durmas. And that was just a really weird substitution because eight years ago. That would have been like, wow, that's a that's a really good Osvensk inside there. They got Dermaz and Goodietti. But now it was like it was a kind of soccer raid bringing on and um bringing on the old legends. Um neither of them made really any impact. Dermaz Jr., his younger brother, was looked a little bit better, but mm. yeah. I think you're just trying to talk down my MVP nomination <laughs> we... so I don't win well, the bet. Andy's came on at the seventy fourth minute, Asoro, so Oh, okay. Yeah, that um, wasn't wasn't great. But Jimmy Dumas, honestly, he got megged, he got pushed around, mm. he misplaced passes all over the shop. The only thing making up his performance was his glorious beard. Otherwise, glorious. I mean, that was absolutely fantastic. Fair mm. play. But he was shocking. For mm. the number 10 ex-Swedish international player, he mm. looked really out of place. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. ARK, they... Yeah, they. I thought they would be better. Let's put it that way. The story that from this game for me was uh, Victor Granath 
the the mm. what, one meter ninety three monster, twenty nine mm. years old, making his Alsvenskan debut um, oh, and yeah. scoring the winner. I mean, that's like that's what dreams are made of. He won thirteen jewels. Yeah, he was, he was immense. immense in that game. Most jewels won this this uh, this game week as well. He Alsvenskan. was everywhere. And, and then my favorite part was the commentators at the end. They were like, oh, you know, you had a great game. Why didn't you do this earlier? And he just looked at them and was like, well, I was too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a response. But also on, on uh, Helmstad, I've got to say their time management at the end of the game was really impressive. Um, they were only 2-1 up against, you know, one of the, one of the best teams in the league. And they, they didn't, it seemed so comfortable for them just to run out mm. of the match. Their right back uh, was sensational, and uh, mm. they look they look good. Mid table finish, yeah. maybe who knows? Um, right, Mike, do you want to jump into Dandruff Village against Fargo? Oh, yes. Boys? Yeah, I mean, as I've already said, my highlight of the weekend was their first goal. Um, ready, ready, gone on about that, but um, Miel be there. They were two 0 up. They looked very comfortable, and they just fell asleep, and they they ended up drawing the game two two. Um, probably deserved on the bounce of play in the second half. Um, Varberry's manager looks like a fat clop. That's one thing I've got down oh, there. Um, oh, I didn't see him. Yeah, oh, look him up. Joachim Persson important. is his name. Um, but yeah, they, Varberry had a PSG youth product who came on and one minute later scored. Um, Oof. Yeah, uh, they had a bunch of Brazilians. Um, they had LaRue, uh, South African, as they captain. Oh, yeah. Really interesting team, and I, I don't know how they've managed to piece this together with the budget they've had, but it looks an interesting side. Um, still really not sure where they're from, but <laughs> another one that we all pretty much tipped to go down. So great, yeah, good, 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 good for us. Yeah. Nice. And then I'll uh, wrap it up with uh, Elsborg Hecken. Yeah. Um, this was like, the last game of the week, pretty much, mm. and it was really interesting because I went into this. Um, game with obviously seven games under my belt and thought I knew who the better teams were in Elsvenskin. Mm. And then I saw Hecken play and it was different. They mm. are really good. Um, mm. None of us have put them in our top three. Um, and I think we are all going to live to regret that because they are different level. Um, oh, we, I know it's week one, so things can change, but there's one word that separates them from the rest of the league, and that is pace. They actually oh, have yeah. raw pace in their team. Um, Who was Ibrahim that player? That was, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. He was electric. Absolute box office player. Mm. Yeah, he was a baller, and he was pinging crossfield passes. Uh, he was mm. taking people on. He was getting in behind. He's one meter seventy nine, and he scored the header, which is uh, well, sorry, one seventy three. So he's not not a big fella. He scored a header, mm. um, and he was unreal. He was absolutely unreal. Uh, he, apparently, mm. he was close to getting sold to France this winter, um, mm. and I think it's a shame because he'll only be in Alsvenskan for half a season. There's no way he's making it out of the summer transfer window mm. and still playing for Birkohecken. Um, unfortunately, because I, I, I want to watch him play, he was really good. Um, but um, one thing I do want to point out is the Elfsborg song and Pyro and Tifo at the start of the game was absolutely mm. mad. Honestly, the song was so good. I was this close to buying an Elfsborg shirt. I swear. Yeah. 
I had goosebumps and everything. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, that got me so pumped up. You two have got some random shirts on today, though. What are you, what are you two rocking? No, actually, I want to do a little shout out with this T-shirt um, to my mate Reese. I've known him since I was 11. It's his birthday today. And oh. uh, this is a Woking shirt. He's a massive Aldershot fan from Aldershot Born and Bred. Local rivals, Woking. Shout out, Reese. <laughs> Back to the regularly scheduled program. Um, but my MVP from this match was none other than Lars Lars's son. Oh, Lars Larsson. Larsson. Lars Larsson. Um, the Norwegian mm. the Norwegian fella. He was, first of all, he didn't, again, look like he belonged on the football pitch. When I saw him lined up, I had mm. zero expectations. But my God, he was so good. He was nippy. He understood the play. Mm. Um, he was you know, he was at the heart of everything good. I think he had two assists in the game. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. And he was absolutely brilliant. Like, he was really, really good. So the front mm. three of Hekin with um, Larshan, Sadiq, and... Um, oh, nope. I've forgotten the name of the, the guy who played centre-forward now. But they were giving them absolute nightmares the entire game. I thought Elfsburg were actually pretty all right. Um, mm. They had some good moments, and they they you know they came into the game and they got into the game quite well. But um, oh, Triore, that was the other guy, mm. um, Benny Triore. Uh, those three up front were scary. I think they're gonna they're gonna cause headaches for every every defense in the Allsvenskan. Very impressed with Hecken. Mm-hmm. Very very impressed. Right, we have gone massively over time, um, but it's because we love Allsvenskan so much, right, guys? <laughs> Exactly. It's been an interesting first week, more than we expected, I, I, I reckon. My biggest downside from this week is the performance of our fantasy football teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were absolutely shocking. I think half my team didn't start, so uh, that was uh, lessons to be learned. But um, if you have joined our league, then, you know, we're just, you know, giving you a little bit of a head start. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I do feel like I learned a lot. I kind of want to use my wild card already and change my entire team, but I'll, I'll try and refrain from that. Um, otherwise, I think it was a fantastic week of football. What is going to happen next week? And by that, I mean, what is the game that we're going to focus on next week? So, like last week, I think we've all picked a game. Um, we're all going to vouch for the game that we want to watch, and then we're going to force the other two people to watch one of those games so that we can have a bit more of an in-depth view. Um, mm. Because I created the show document, I was able to pick the first game, which is great. So I picked uh, Birko Hecken against Hammerby because, I mean, come on. There, there, there can't be another game you want to watch this week than Birko Hecken and Hammerby. Birko Hecken were brilliant. Hammerby were good. I think it's, um, you know, a potential top-of-the-table clash. Um, I'm interested to see how... Hammerby cope with the sheer pace of the Hicken attack. So that is my pick. Mike, what are you going to counter with? Well, I mean, that is, that's the, maybe the obvious pick, but what I'm going for is Kalmar versus Yotabori. I thoroughly expect Yotabori to lose this match by three or four goals. <laughs> <laughs> with um, Romario, um, replaced with Kalmar, winding back the years uh, to score a couple and put uh, Gothenburg into further pressure in the relegation. Wow, you are so unwelcome in Gothenburg right now. You realise that? Oh, it's a shame. I love the city, but... Yeah. Well, uh, keep digging. 
Neil, what's mm. your choice? See, what's happened with you, Andy, is um, being an Arsenal fan, you focused on the top of the table there, uh, which is which is currently currently valid for you guys. Me as a Tottenham fan, I've decided to focus on the, the sort of the the underachievers. So, from the first week in, in my head, I call and Nor Sherping. They've, they've um, full Tottenham bit. Both of them. Yeah, I quite want to see a Eichel home game as well. We'll watch a bit of that. I think there might be... I think the Friends Arena might might give us some... uh, Friends, friends. uh, Might give us some good atmosphere, even though it's the shittest name ever. Mm. Um, Yeah, didn't you have... uh, did you have a Nor Sherping fan message you? Or no, not a Nor Sherping fan, but um, a guy slid into our DMs and said that... Uh, um, he thinks the most Calais. Tottenham team in Elsvenskan. Old Kalle, shout out to Kalle or Wedsmark. Probably just ruined your name, mate. But he um, he slid in and said that Nor Sherping could be the Tottenham of Elsvenskan. So he said to to put Neil on to them and see if he gets an affinity yeah. to Nor Sherping. Okay, well, yeah, there's another reason to watch that game. Then I've had two people say that Hammerby definitely are the Tottenham of Elsvenskan. Oh, I just don't want that to be true because I've got too many friends that Hammerby fans. The fans are too like committed. Right. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I, I just, no, I refuse to believe it. I want you to have a worse team. From a Poikner. Yeah. But to be honest, Mike, I think me and you need to just go, we're sorry, Andy. Let's just choose your game yeah, this yeah, week yeah, yeah. after last week's fiasco. You, you owe yeah. it to me. Yeah. You owe it All to right. me. All right. All right. It's decided okay. then. So what's the what's the date and the time of this game? Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> putting, putting you on yeah, the spot. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, the date and the time. I mean, it is three o'clock on Sunday. Hammerby heckin. Okay. Mm. Sunday is my birthday and you're making me watch a game, I think. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to... No, I don't think I've got anything planned. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll spend my birthday... Both being depressed at getting old and watching Hecken versus And obviously Hanabee. you can watch Kalmar Yetabori in the evening afterwards. Just to just to top your day off. That's that well, I don't know. Well, it depends. <laughs> that that's that screams nil-nil to me, that game. But um well, yeah, we'll see. Brilliant. Well, we made it through, even though I'm on my deathbed um and really struggling with this illness that I've been carrying that I haven't mentioned once throughout the podcast. But um I think you it's know. five now. I've got five. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah thank you everybody that's made it through uh, this episode Um, thank you and have a great week laters